Have you ever had this happen to you? Ooh, ouch! 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 any of you have ever been bitten by a pickle before, you know it hurts really, really bad. But luckily, the boys over at the 20 by 20 ring crew got you covered. Head on over to 20x20crew.com slash post slash Amazon and pick up your special curated bandages, especially made for pickle bites. That's right. Pickle bite band-aids courtesy of Curaid and the kind folks at Amazon 20x20crew.com slash post slash Amazon now let's get to the show people pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring Welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew Podcast. I'm your co-host Joe and I'm here with Matt Classic. Matt, what's going on? What is going on? You know what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. A whole lot of fucking shenanigans, especially here on the Chicago side of things. Uh, Unless you've been living under a rock, you should know by now. That our hometown boy, CM Punk, is in a whole heap of trouble for words he has decided to unrelinquish from the the vastness of his his oral cavity there. <laughs> we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about today on this episode. This this is definitely an onion, Matt. If there was ever an onion that you and I had to sit and pick through, this is it. I guess we should start with how things went down. How what do you say to that? Yeah, so before we do that, I, I do... Oh, please, I, I, please. Just want one quick interjection. I do want to point out a couple of things. Before, for anyone that, that's, tuned, that's tuned in, I know we've been down for uh, a little bit. Thank you for your patience. Thank you yes, for being a listener. You. This is not another one of those rumors and innuendos type conversation. This is more of a, a recap. Of what and, actually and, happened. Of what actually <laughs> happened. And, and our two cents of that. So I do implore you to give us give us your ear because uh, you're gonna you're gonna either like or you're really gonna hate what we have to say. But either way, I know you're gonna be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> um, on top of that, what's frustrating for me before I before we go into any details is okay. that I wanted to talk wrestling in the sense of it was a pretty big like action packed weekend. We're talking Labor Day weekend, September yes. 2022. I mean, you had Clash of the Castle, you had Worlds Collide, you had All Out, you had a plethora of independent wrestling. A lot of great stuff happening, guys. A lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff that, that you know, as a wrestling fan, I'm really happy to, to talk about, including a WWE show that I thought, for the most part, was well-booked and put together. What? Yeah. I was... <laughs> I was, I wouldn't say thoroughly, but I was entertained. So I do want to give shots out to the performances because we're not going to give have a lot of time in Clash of the Castle. So I do want to say this. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, shots out to those two. They put on a really good match. Hate the ending, 
not because it happened, but because it's it's the same type of ending. Mm-hmm. That's my only. I don't. I, you you could slap a Samoan on it; it's still the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh boy! I, mean, <laughs> I warned you guys. <laughs> and then uh, also too, everything, everything, everything they're booking as far as this is going to be a really brief like synopsis here, but. You know, even even the first match, the six woman tag match, wasn't anything like phenomenal. But again, it's it tells that great story because, and it, it did it perfectly. The next uh, two days later on Monday Night Raw, when they acknowledged the fact, hey, not only did, did Bailey's team win, but Bailey did something that nobody else has done in months, and that's pin Bianca Belair. Oh, that's good storytelling, guys. That's New Japan shit. That's stats. That go a long way when you're sitting at home. You're not keeping score yourself. Hey, by the way, Bailey just pinned the champion. Now she's got her number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could say six woman tag. You say all the shenanigans, all that stuff. That's good storytelling because that's a heel doing heel shit. That's what a heel is supposed. To. And then uh, one other call out: Guther Sheamus, hell of a match. Not the greatest Intercontinental Championship match of all times. Relax, everybody. <laughs> But it was a very good match. I saw that all too often comment, and you're like, uh, no, not so much. But hey, good, good, good effort. Very good match, and and because you know, no, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save the the Roman Reigns comment for later on. Afterwards. Well, I tell you what, yeah. we can we can do a, a Clash at the Castle uh, episode for Patreon. That that sounds good because you know it was it, it it definitely deserves to be talked about. It was it was really good and a really good follow up Monday Night Raw. And a decent Worlds Collide pay-per-view, or whatever they're called now. Yeah, no, it's Worlds Collide. No, no, I'm sorry, it's not pay-per-view Oh, 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 oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Premium live uh, event. Premium so. live yeah. event. Yeah, we'll just call it a peacock. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, so let's, 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 uh, let's put this onion back on the table. And, yeah, uh, it's a hell of an onion. Your boys here at the 20 by 20 ring crew were in attendance at AEW's All Out right there in Chicago. Well, Hoffman Estates, if we're being technical. But Chicago Land, nonetheless, at the Now Arena. going to be that one guy. Yeah. At the Now Arena. Nice little venue. Love um, that venue. Yeah. Great place to see a wrestling show. You know, Punk comes out. He does his, his match. And he wins the title from John Moxley. So he is now the official... AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Two-time champion. Two-time, oh yeah, pardon me, two-time champ. Then the media scrum hits, and you and I were en route back home. That's when we found out at the very beginning stages of of this big altercation. But Mm -hmm. I don't think I was home ten minutes, (laughs) and shit had hit the fan. Yep. And I was like, what the hell? So at first I saw a clip of just Punk's comments. Mm-hmm. Then someone had posted the entire media scrum. I was, it was probably AEW yeah. uh, officially, but right. mm-hmm. on YouTube. You know, much to my surprise, they had him go on first. So he's right at the beginning of the media scrum. Right now you're hearing just us, but we will interject with his official audio throughout the this episode mm-hmm. uh, when we see fit but to run it down uh, as we understand it and again this is this isn't the fucking gospel ladies and gentlemen it's just what we know but it goes something like this punk was in his dressing room when apparently both matt and nick jackson the young bucks plus kenny omega decided to 
come and talk to Punk about his comment during the media scrum about the elite. And, you know, we'll interject with uh, a little bit of that audio here. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault. And I if I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I appreciate fault. I should have just I'm, taken it head on because you never said anything. But I'm trying to run a fucking business. And when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that. It's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now we're far beyond apologies, right? I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. Now that you've had a chance to hear what he had to say, so they they go to his dressing room. Now here's where it gets a little bit murky. One of these two things happened. Either Punk started throwing punches right away at the Young Bucks, or it eventually led to Punk throwing punches at the Young Bucks. We know at one point... Uh, Ace Steele, who was a friend of CM Punk's, came into the room after hearing the commotion and at some point threw a chair in the vicinity of Nick Jackson and knocked him out. Now, we don't know if that was via fist or chair, but one way, apparently he has a black eye. Punches were thrown and may have been landed on Matt Jackson as well. If you want to listen to Kenny Omega's side of things, apparently he was just trying to come and talk to Punk, but then also get Larry the dog out of harm's way. According to him, that was all he was trying to do. I find that hard to believe personally, because let's be honest, you don't show up. Three guys don't show up to just talk, you know, and, and, and I don't want to say uh, he they were there for some physical altercation. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, this wasn't going to be something friendly. There was no intention of of a friendly conversation, as far as I'm concerned. I think they went there to maybe try to voice their opinion, mm-hmm. putting it politely, and possibly uh, verbally strong-arm CM Punk. So, that's how I feel. Again, this is just opinion. But... After that, uh, multiple people got involved, AEW officials. We heard Michael Nakazawa was supposedly in the room trying to calm things down. Eventually, after things calmed down a little bit, Chris Jericho apparently came and tried to interject himself and calm everybody down. In the wee hours of Monday morning, Labor Day, apparently Kenny Omega and CM Punk actually had sat down and talked to one another, but apparently nothing fruitful came from those conversations. There is a still photo floating around on the internet of where Tony Khan actually was officially told that there was something happening in the back. We don't know when exactly that took place, But we do know it was at the media scrum because in the photo he's at the table and someone is telling him, like whispering something in his ear. But I think it was after the fact that the uh, media scrum was over. There's a video of a security guard running towards the back. Okay, um, that I didn't yeah, see. There, there's a video. It's it's. If I'm not mistaken, Keith Lee and and Swerve Strickland 
came out next. They were number two on the. In, okay, so the right room. before that. So they're sitting down, and then there's a oh. is it there's a shot towards it, it would be the left side of where the viewers would see. So like where Punk was sitting at, where he exited, there, oh. there there's a video of a security guard running towards the back. Okay, like they, he leaves the what's it called the scrum. The scrum. He runs towards the, the towards the back, assumingly in that vicinity. That's everything else you touched on very nicely. I like the touch nice. Very right, well. You do a good job at it. Um but that's 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 everything that 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 I know that has uh that's been reported or again rumored or what have you. Okay. So the media scrum eventually goes on mm-hmm. and Tony Khan does not make very much of an attempt to stop CM Punk from making any of his comments at any given time. Other than saying something to the effect he should have, like, put the kibosh on them asking questions about it. But he doesn't stop CM Punk. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear that in the audio right here. Okay, I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I should have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault, and if I, I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I appreciate fault. that. I should have just I'm, taken it head on because you never said anything. But I'm trying to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies. Right. I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. Now, I have a lot of questions for you, Mr. Classic. Keep in mind, Dynamite took place the following Wednesday. We found out that all of the titles associated with Punk and the Elite have been stripped. So, Mm -hmm. we now have no AEW World Champion. We now have no Trios Champions. Mm -hmm. So, that took place. On Dynamite, you had new Trios Champions crowned via a match between Best Friends and Death Triangle. So, uh, congratulations go out to Death Triangle for being the, the new... Trios champions, and then there's going to be a tournament held for the AEW world title now. I believe at this point, Brian Danielson is the only one to qualify, and he beat Adam Hangman Page in order to do that. Do you want me to just start shooting off questions to you, or would you like to say a few things? No, let, let's let's go straight into, into your topics, because I'm sure a lot of things that I have to say are going to be involved in those questions anyways. Alright, so, question number one. How does this bring new light to the way Cody Rhodes left AEW? Oh, that's not, I, I had no idea we were going that route. It's <laughs> <laughs> a curveball. That's a tough question because there's still a lot that I pro- I think other other fans might be more privy on the the Cody Rhodes Tony Khan elite situation. But my thing is 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 always going to be this. I still don't fully agree with Cody Rhodes going to WWE for the greener pastures situation, especially now with Triple H in charge, and I don't want to go too much into that part, but let's not forget, it was Triple H that didn't see Jack shitting him to begin with during his first run. I mean, could 
opinions change. I get that. But remember, when Cody Rhodes came on board to WWE, Vince McMahon was still the guy in charge. Yes. Now he's no longer the guy in charge. He stepped down, and Triple H is the guy in charge. And everybody's praising Triple H. And look, I, I already compliment him on this podcast. I can't take that back. I'm not going to edit that part out because I, I mean it. But I'm not fully onto the Triple H on board with him yet that, hey, he's, he's this, this thing's going to be turned around. 100% because there's still a lot of crap. So how's he going to be booked when he comes back? It's a TBD, right? That's where we're at with that. Now, as far as the AEW side of things, which is, I know is where you're really going with that. Yeah. The problem with anything involving AEW right now and in his executive vice president is that it's funny because Tony Khan stripped them of booking power, but he apparently didn't strip them of everything else that he should have. I feel that with Cody Rhodes and the butting of the heads with the other EVPs, at this point, I'm, I, I, you start to think about it. It's like, is it was it just creative differences, or is there a maturity level that that we're, that there's that there's a gap between? Because Cody Rhodes wrestled a match, a Hell in a Cell match, with a torn pectoral muscle, because that show was so poorly booked. That show is dog shit. <laughs> to to put it lightly, that all they had to to go off of was Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. You're in Chicago. We know that you and I know that market very well. They're not gonna accept fucking Madcap versus Happy Corbin. Nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. They're there to see Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, and he tours his pectoral muscle. Shit happens. He doesn't have to compete. Nobody would have blamed him. That's WWE's problem. And what does he do? He goes out there, he takes off his fucking jacket, and he exposes this gnarly-ass fucking bruise that gets worse during the match. And they do they do spots where he's antagonizing and picking at that fucking torn pectoral. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, if, if that... Ladies and gentlemen, if, if you call yourself a wrestling fan and that's not your number one moment of the year, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. <laughs> and on the flip side, we go to the AEW side of things. We have EVPs, and and everybody stay with me here, right? Because I'm not, I'm not pro anybody at this point. Okay. But you have EVPs that go off and they start talking about stuff that they know is a touchy subject. They know it is. But they have the the, the 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 freedom to do whatever the fuck they want. These are the things that Cody was not saying, but kind of alluding to, where it's like we put more effort in these silly antics and your in your in your stupid viral videos and YouTube channels than we do the wrestling business. Because here's a guy, no matter how I feel about the, the Triple H aspects and all that stuff. Here's a guy that, again, had a terrible injury and put the business before anything else. But yet, these guys can't respect the business enough to just shut the fuck up. Because the one thing I do agree about with Punk and his comments, talking about shit they know nothing about. Even if it was true. Even if he was the reason why Colt Cabana is no longer in, in, in AEW or on TV or whatever. Even if that is true. You don't know the full story between those two guys. And if you are EVPs, especially EVPs, because one thing if you had somebody like, and I'm, I don't mean to pick on, on, on anybody, but if you had, I don't know why he popped in my head, but John Silver, he's just a wrestler there. Okay. That's one thing for him to go to somebody or, or, or say online, like, yeah, 
I heard this shit or this is the reason why. But he's just a wrestler, right? The elite, Omega and the Bucks, they're supposed to be representatives of a company. The last thing you should be doing is talking about personnel of any kind on your own without at first talking about it with the rest of your executives in the business. It's business. Why are we t- why are we exposing the business? These are these are the things that I do agree on with guys like Jim Cornette. Why are we exposing the business? The the IWC, the internet wrestling community, it's always going to exist. There's always going to be people that that flock to Dave Meltzer's and, and Brian Alvarez and all these these guys. That's fine. That that's your thing. That's fine. It's not my thing. But if that's yours, cool. That's always going to exist. It's existed before the internet. But that doesn't give you the authority to expose the business in any stretch of the imagination. You should be protecting it. More so than than, than a John Silver or a Tony Storm or whoever. Uh-huh. Because, because you essentially have stock in this thing because there's Tony Khan and then there's you. That gives me some justification in the Cody Rhodes situation leaving the company. You know, I don't I don't fully excuse it because I think there's a lot of him being sour at the fact that his booking power was revoked, which rightfully so because again, he wasn't a great booker. But then again, neither is Tony Khan. Right. However, what you saw, you know, the old saying the proof is in the pudding, right? What you saw this summer with Cody Rhodes and how he killed himself for a company that threw him out the fucking door years prior, and he gave it everything. He, he gave everything he had, his fucking body, that was his broken body. And he says, I'm going to main event this show because that's what they expect from me. I can heal tomorrow. Jesse Petrillo said in Predator, I ain't got time to bleed. That was him that <laughs> night. That was him that night, man. And he earned my respect as well as I think pretty much every... If he, if he, if he didn't earn your respect... You don't appreciate wrestling. But you don't... One thing I, I do appreciate about Cody Rhodes, even during all this, during, during his departure, he never talked about the business. So, I'm glad you brought that up because Cody Rhodes has a non-disclosure agreement with his departure from AEW. How much of that do you feel has is like directly involved with his fellow EVPs. Do you feel that they are the reason, like the the things that are coming out now with Punk and what Punk said about them, do you think this is the same shit Cody Rhodes was having to deal with and that's why um, that non-disclosure agreement is in place? Because Tony Khan and or Cody Rhodes didn't want it to get out? I think the one thing that Tony Khan does have is that he has a good legal team. Um... I could see that being... I don't want to speculate because I try not to speculate on things that I don't know nothing about, but I, I could definitely see that being a possibility. Now, the one thing I, I will say about Cody Rhodes is that during his departure with WWE and his, you know going to Impact and going to New Japan, he said he said his piece, but he didn't expose everything. He did, he did keep things. Well, he's very diplomatic yeah. to begin with, mm-hmm. you know. So. And, and, and I think and I think that I think that just speaks volumes of, of his character as a, as a human being, as a man. Um, but can I can I see there? Can I see that being a, th- a non disclosure being a, a thing? Yeah. And, but 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 to, to Tony Tony Khan's respect, 
I think I think you need to have that. I think I think you should always try to protect your assets because clearly they're not protecting themselves. <laughs> so I, I, that's why that's why I'm saying I, I think him having you know look I know I'm gonna sound bitter here but Tony, Tony Khan he's a rich kid that was given given an allowance and he bought a wrestling company. We already know that, right? Mm-hmm. He would be an absolute moron if he didn't dive into daddy's money and daddy's legal teams to save his ass because. Yeah, and and rightfully so. He's going to make mistakes. Sure, you know he. I was checking his Instagram a few days ago prior to this recording. Honor it says like owner of PSG, which is um, I think it was PSG for the soccer team. Uh-huh. Owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Owner of AEW. Owner of something else. And I'm just like, dad owns that. Dad owns that. Dad paid for that. I don't know what the fuck the other one is. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's just like. Yeah, you. Yeah, I get it. You're you're a high up there executive, but it's like, what the fuck did you do? You know, and, and this is not a Tony Khan bashing situation here. This is just one of those things where like we got to pay attention to all of your X's and O's. You know, Tony Khan is going to make a shit ton of mistakes. That's why it's very important that he surrounds himself with higher end legal team, and I know he does that part. Even 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 though I don't know the situation. He'd be an ab- there's no way there's no way daddy's letting him run this fucking company and not protecting his assets um, that makes a lot of sense so and in the sense of non-disclosure I could totally see that being a, I could totally see that being a thing because he's he's protecting his business but on the flip side I don't think Cody Rhodes is, is somebody that is going to be like yeah you believe this shit they did because he didn't do that with Triple H he, he exposed it in the sense of you had nothing for me. You didn't think much of me. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show you that I am worth something. That was it. That was it. And it helped It, it helped him both in two ways. Yes, it, it got it off his chest. But it also he used it very wisely as motivation to build a character for his next wrestling gimmick. Which is essentially himself. Going forward, mm-hmm. will this affect TV renewal deals for AEW? And if so, how much? This is this is one of those this is one of those things that I'm gonna go off on a tangent a little bit and then sure. I'll, I'll come back to that's it. So fun. it's gonna be a big big circle here. <laughs> Let's go back to talking about controls and controlling your assets, protecting your assets. First and foremost, uh, so a lot of people have have already come to me like, man, what, what about your boy? What's your boy doing? What's your boy doing? Look, I said on this podcast many times. It's, it's there's no secret. See, I'm a diehard CM Punk fan, and I always will be. And I'll and I'll get to that in a second. Now, we had a special occasion, you know, for, for personal reasons. I won't expose what the occasion was for, but we had, was a lot of us there that we, we got to hang out with a lot of people. And I and, and, and the good friend of the podcast was with us. And I got to say to him when, when CM Punk won, I was like, what's special about this building, the Now Arena, used to be called the Sears Center, was I got to see two of my favorite wrestlers of all time win a world title in this building. Sting in 2008. I know you're a small Joe guy, but Sting yeah. in 2008. Yep. <laughs> and then CM Punk, uh, you know, I at all out. And then, of course, special for us because we saw All In there. Yes. And we got to see C- Cody Rhodes win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship yep. in that building. It's a special place. It is. And it was a special moment. Again, Fan of fan of diehard fan of CM Punk, but I don't know Phil Brooks, and I'm not going to speak on behalf of Phil Brooks because I don't know him. I never, I I I I met him, but I met CM Punk. Sure, 
right? So there's a difference. Everybody's got to understand. It's okay to be fans of complete utter douchebags. It's okay. As long as you don't let it consume you. And it doesn't consume you. Because I'm disappointed in all of it. But the biggest disappointment that I have in everything goes to the top. It always goes to the top. Tony Khan is 100% to blame for every single thing that was said. Every single punch that was thrown. Every single chair that was thrown. That's on Tony Khan. And you can sit there and say that these are grown men and they're, you know, in control of their own actions. And you're right. CM Punk's at fault. The Bucks are at fault. Omega, with his bullshit lies, is at fault. Ace Steel's at fault. Anybody else is at fault. But Tony Khan allowed this to happen. And I and I apologize ahead of time if this if this um, answers another question. But he sat there in a media scrum, right? Scrum? Yes, scrumptious. Um, he sat there right next to CM Punk while CM Punk drank his little fucking can water thing, sparkling water, whatever. Spindrift. What is that shit? It's seltzer. It's sparkling water. Okay, it's sparkling seltzer, water. Yeah. Drink his little sparkling water, eating his little fucking cupcake. And then the first thing out of his mouth is about the is about Cabana. The first thing that's... Tony Khan should have said was we're done with talking about this. Somewhere along the line, he should have said, hey, we're not talking about this. We're not talking about anything that's being said. Let's talk about MJF. Let's talk, and we'll get to him later on. Sure. Let's talk about the match with John Moxley. Let's talk about what the plans are for CM Punk now that he's back. He's, he's got a fucking, he had a, he had a hurt foot. Now he's back. He had a championship before. He, he lost it. He didn't. He never got to really do anything with it. What are we doing about this? We're in fucking Chicago, his hometown. All the stuff that we can talk about. And yet he sat there looking like a scared little boy as CM Punk berated Colt Cabana. I don't, this is how much I don't give a shit about Colt Cabana. Is, is he even employed with the company anymore? Yes. Okay, so. He, he's, he's part of the Ring of Honor brand as far as we know. So he's shooting down an employee right there. Mm-hmm. Then he starts talking about the EVPs, which we all know who he's talking about. Couldn't manage a target. All those other uh, unnecessary insults. So that's three more guys. So that's four. And then on top of that, you know, calling out Adam Page. So five people, five people, before before he even mentioned MJF or John Moxley, five people he's berating right in front of the owner of the fucking company. And Tony Khan sits there. And just shrugs his shoulder. Sometimes nods in agreement. That's that's beautiful, <laughs> Tony. And of course, these these guys that 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 do you know these different websites. Of course, they're 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 feeding into this. Why wouldn't they? They're doing their job as reporters. They they especially professional wrestling reporters. And I use yeah. that term loosely. J- journalists. Yeah. You know, it's all rumor and innuendo. It's it's all the shit that guys like Dave Meltzer, they froth at the mouth for. Yeah, we'll get to him in a minute, too. You know, all, all this all this shit, and at no point does Tony Khan stand up and say, we're done. Own your fucking business, Tony. Who's running the show, Tony Khan or Phil Brooks? At no point do you go to Punk knowing that he's pissed off. You say, hey, we're not doing this tonight. If he disagrees with it, you're not going out there. Sorry, they're not... C- CM Punk is 
indisposed tonight. He he's he's had make make something up. He's had a rough night. He's not feeling well. He's not taking any questions tonight. I'll be here to talk about the match, the MGF situation, ownership. One thing CM Punk said a few weeks ago after he made his return and did the face off with John Moxley, which by the way was a great promo until he started doing all the unnecessary shit, calling out Adam Page. Because of that, he did say something very good, and I actually love this line. Everybody wants to be the champ until it's time to do champ shit. I love that line. Okay. I love that line. I've been, I've been saying it at work. <laughs> People want to stand up and be something, but then when it's time to roll up your sleeves and do it, it's not my problem. That's what Tony Khan fucking did. I should have used that line the other day at work. <laughs> Tony Khan sat there. He said, this is so disheartening watching it. And he sat there. Mr. Mr. Big Shot, Mr. Mr. Booker of the Year, Mr. Just the hottest thing in professional wrestling. And he sat there like a coward because he doesn't know how to handle a guy like Phil Brooks. I can tell you right now how to handle a guy like Phil Brooks. You handle it by telling him, you play by my fucking rules or you leave. Because at the end of the day, here's the reality. And and I'm going to sound like, like, like a boss because I, I, you know, ever since I became a boss, I had to, I had to learn how to become one real fast. Mm-hmm. And I tell my guys this all the time, and I get it. I'm not, I'm not fucking owner of a million dollar wrestling company. I get that, but I'm also not a manager of of, of, of a fucking Target. I manage something pretty heavy. I can't really talk about it, and I won't. But it, it, you know, it's it's something that's pretty important shit. And I tell my employees that like to puff their chest out, and you know, like, what are you gonna do, fire me? Yeah, I will, <laughs> because I don't, I don't care if you hit your numbers every single day. I don't care. If you're this or you're that or whatever, if you don't play by the rules, I don't need you. I will do the work myself before I let somebody tell me how the business is going to run. Own your fucking business. Matt, Nick, and Kenny Omega need to learn that shit too. You want to be a fucking EVP? You want to slap that fucking title on your resume and say, I'm an executive vice president of AEW. Look, I appreciate you guys because it was your guys, the sweat of your guys' brow and Cody Rhodes as well as a plethora of others that made AEW a fucking possibility. We were there. I'm still honored to have been part of All In because that show created AEW. Anybody that says otherwise is just jealous that they weren't there. It's great and all, but three years later, what have you done for me lately? Tony Khan, if he did anything, if he said anything during you know to those guys about their comments about CM Punk, he didn't. Where he failed at is that he didn't make he didn't make CM Punk believe. It. So I don't I doubt there was an apology or any kind of like hey sorry we did we did that, but if there was then he then Tony and, and, and CM Punk said I don't accept it. Then Tony Khan should have went to CM Punk and said, look it's done it's over with. You could still be mad about it, but it's done and over with. None of that happened. None of that happened. If anything happened, none of it none of it changed anything. Is my point. So what he should have done on that in that table on that table again. I don't care if you got to make a scene. You got to slap all the microphones off the table. You tell your you tell your champion in front of everybody. And you, if you got to embarrass them, you got to embarrass them. That's that's fine. But we're done. We're gonna talk business, or we're not gonna talk. How do you? If, if going back to your original question, if there is a non-disclosure for a past employee, how do you not have that same policy for your current? Employee? Yeah, I I don't get that, and, and that's that was part of the reason I brought that question up was because mm-hmm. uh, you know. Was it something that Cody Rhodes demanded? Yeah, you know we 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 don't know. Obviously, we're not mm. any of the parties involved. Sure. But is it something that 
one of the elite members might have brought up. You know, who knows at this point? But I just found it very interesting that in that specific situation, yeah, Cody Rhodes' departure, there's a non-disclosure agreement. But this, so far, none of that. I mean, and obviously things have transpired way differently than when Cody Rhodes was involved. Mm. But, yeah, very, very interesting to say the least. One last thing about Cody Rhodes before yeah. I, I ask you another question. I said I'd answer you first. So we are recording this the later in the week after Labor Day. Cody Rhodes' wife, Brandy, came out on social media, merely put out one sentence. It was really intriguing because everybody's pointing to that it has to do with this whole situation with AEW. And what she said was, I've been way too fucking nice. So keep that in mind. I mean, you can comment on that if you want. Do you think it's relevant to the situation? Is she talking about the situation? Is she talking about the EVPs? Chime in on that. But I will ask you one more time. Do you think Mm -hmm. any of this with CM Punk affects a TV renewal deal? So, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is is where I'm like, the the circle's almost done. Right, right. You, let's go back to the EVPs. Let's go back to Omega and, and the Bucks. And what you have, guys, you know, when you have EVPs, it should be a matter of, like, hey, business savvy, right? There should be, we should be talking about all aspects of the business. And, and when you're, when you run an independent wrestling company, what's, what's, what, what's the, the biggest topic? Booking wrestling shows, live shows. Maybe you got a streaming service, yada, 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 all that. These EVPs don't have that. They they have the wrestling show that's on a major television network in T, on TBS and TNT. So you, you have a deal with Turner. So you have to think about things that other, in small like PWG, which I know they're very much familiar with, don't, don't have to think about. You got things like that. that you, have, you have things like sponsorships. You have things like content control, time management. All that stuff, a look, a certain look you have to have. These guys spend more time on their YouTube channel, which doesn't involve that. It's still very much an independent, underground YouTube channel. A very popular one, but still. And in a comparison, to you compare it to being on TV, it's almost like it's non-existent in their head. They go out there and they still do independent wrestling type shit. Tony Khan still books the, the pay-per-views like it's a fucking independent wrestling show. So when you go out there and you start exposing your business, what do you what do you do? What's the first thing that you do to somebody that, you know, let's say I'm the Bucks and Joe here is a major sponsor. PNG sponsor trying to sponsor, you know, they we want PNG money. Yeah, they sure they're they're selling fucking toilet paper and cleaning product, <laughs> but they have what do we have? Money. And the first thing you hear from, from me is like, yeah, you believe this guy, this guy, you know, this guy does this and this guy does that. And you're like, well, that's not good. And then they pull, they put on a, a, a good wrestling show. Okay, great. Cool. Awesome. I'm getting a little excited. A half hour later, you hear, hey, my world champion and my three executive vice presidents got into a fist fight. Nobody is talking about the show anymore. All they care about is this. It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. And on top of it all, we have to consider one very important thing. This is a very good idea. This is one of those key moments of know your business. Know your situation. Turner's affiliated with Warner. Yes. Who has struck a big-ass deal with Discovery. And Joe, what's happening in, in, right now with, the, with, with, with that 
merger. Just like any other fucking merger. Cuts. A lot of cuts. A lot, a lot cuts, of consolidation. Cuts, cuts. Yes. yes. And things that shouldn't be cut are still being cut. Things that a lot of people feel like they shouldn't be cut. I mean, yes. I, I don't know their numbers and bottom dollar and all that high level shit from there. But AEW has not signed a, a contract extension. They AEW still doesn't have the deal with HBO Max that everybody says they're going to have, including Dave Meltzer. They don't have any of that yet. So this is one of those things, again, you sit there and your world champion is berating five employees and you sit there like a fucking idiot, like a coward that you are, and you say nothing, you even agree. Even if you didn't agree, you're just... You're just nodding your head like a little boy, nodding your head. Yeah, yeah. Not giving a shit, or at least not acting like you do. Right. From an outsider perspective who doesn't care about wrestling. They don't care how big of a pop MJF got. They don't give a shit about any of that. They want to know that their return on investment is going to pay off. And how fast is it going to pay off? Because now you have to you have to convince somebody that knows nothing about pro wrestling that you have control of your locker room. And also, too, that you can turn this black eye around and turn it into something that's profitable. That's a hard thing to do. I think it does affect, potentially. Maybe not this one instance, but this is not just a one instance thing. There are so many black guys from AEW that has nothing to do with what happens on their TV show that leaves you to wonder that it's like, again, this is the inexperience. And the one thing that CM Punk said too was like, and that has nothing to do with the Adam Page aspect, but you have people that know the business, that know the business that, you know, that, that is there to teach. And, and that's when he brought up the, you know, so fuck, you know, Adam Page was saying, I, I, I don't need, I'm sorry, I don't need your help. It's bigger than Adam because Adam Page is the wrestler. Tony Khan needs to learn those lessons. <laughs> to, yeah. Tony Khan needs to fucking wake up and realize this, all this bickering back and forth. Look, everybody's, you know, oh my God, what, what, who, who threw the first punch? Who, I don't give a shit about that. At, at the end of the day, kill each other i don't give a shit because this is high school little boy drama bigger picture here you are in a fucking battle to save yourself during a time where even big fucking names like sesame street who's way bigger than aw even their shit's getting cut yeah so nobody's safe so this is so instead of having an immediate hey i'm gonna have a we're going to have a, a powwow about respect or this or that, which you should. You should have some kind of respect policy in your business, of course. But you should have something. You should, ha- you should, you should have this a meeting and say, this is the standard moving forward. You either ab- abide it or you can go work somewhere else. Even if I can't cut you from your long-term contract, I will pay to sit your ass home before you ruin my company. That should be done before anything explodes because this was a ticking time bomb. It was a volcano that had already erupted weeks ago when he started calling out Adam Page when Adam Page had nothing to do with his current storyline. It unfolded when he's in a fucking rivalry with John Moxley and, and, and John Moxley pins him one, two, three within minutes and the next week he's supposed to be contemplating what he's doing there if he still has anymore but right before he does all that he calls out a fan who chants Colt Cabana and talks about how many times that fan had sex because <laughs> that's fucking indie, that's indie shit yes did it get a pop sure for the live crowd you're trying to to garner more fan base to, you can't do that shit 
Because you know what? No matter what anybody says, they are in competition with WWE. I don't care what anybody says. They are. With all of it. Not just NXT or anything like that. All of it. WWE's not doing that shit. WWE has controls. Yeah, shit's gonna happen. This is not the first fight that's ever taken place in the wrestling locker room. And we know it sure the hell won't be the last. But most of the time... If not all the time, it's not talked about. Or it's a rumor. It's a Dave Meltzer thing like, hey, this guy happened. But nobody could ever fucking prove it. At the end of the day, they fucking squash it. Or they turn it into something that's going to be lucrative for them on television. They do that very well. This right here, Tony Khan knew this was a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. He should, he could have easily have either said, we're done with this. We're not talking about this anymore. Or turn it into something that was lucrative. He did nothing. He did nothing. Do you think that was any kind of real viable option to turn this uh, into something lucrative? Uh, and when I say that, do you think do you think it was salvageable? Do you think he could have taken and uh, you know obviously calmed the situation first, but then also taken elements from the situation and turned it into content for AEW television and or pay per view? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think all of those guys have a reputation of of being loudmouths. I mean, Kenny Omega likes to portray himself as a little sweetheart. Let's not forget that he antagonized the entire New Japan locker room. That's right. It, yeah, it, a lot of people a lot of people conveniently forgot that recently, and it's like, no, he so, he still did that. You know, so that still fucking happened. Kenny Omega is no saint. I mean, and and, and and look at it, think of it this way: How is Kenny Omega and CM Punk not a dream match for most people? That it, too, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. could could you have turned this into some kind of personal vendetta? Yeah. Could you have held out on MJF? For, for a little bit longer, yeah, could you 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 could have you could have said you guys got something going. Keep your mouths fucking shut, and this is what we're gonna do. You guys want to call each other out? Okay, here's what we're allowed to talk about. Here's what we're not going to talk about. We're not gonna talk about Colt Cabana. Okay, we're not gonna do that because there's other legal ramifications that we could run into with that. We don't want to slander. You know, you guys you guys got a beef. You got to you, you don't think they're they're good at being EVPs. You know, you got a beef with him and his loud mouth and his you know, this or that. We can make this happen. This is what we can't talk about. This is what we can't talk about, but you make it happen. Those are matches that you want to see. He he called out Adam Adam Cole in, in a very nice way. Adam Cole has got a beef with the Young Bucks on screen. Yes. You can make that happen. Especially with the fact that Adam Cole doesn't really have a team anymore. Bobby Fish is out of the company. Kyle O'Reilly's hurt. Yeah, he won't be back for quite some time. Adam Cole ain't doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's opportunities to make something like happen. And with, with the IWC, it's never going to go away. Like I said, they already know. So... I'm not saying doing it this quick, but you could have done it in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Again, that's probably too soon, but... Well, you know. not necessarily for AEW. Yeah, the way AEW books, yeah. <laughs> Next week is too long. <laughs> <laughs> but but my point is, like, yeah, you 100%. 100%, because, again, like, just the one-on-one aspect of Punk versus Omega, that's a dream match. That's a dream match. I guess it's safe to say you, you don't feel this is a work officially. Is that safe to say? Yeah, it's safe to say. Okay. So, with that being said... Or it'd be the worst work ever. Or the worst work ever. Uh, so, I recently came across some more information before we started recording. I just want to get your, your quick takes on this. You can choose to comment, not to comment, pass, whatever. But, Dave Meltzer said CM Punk's media scrum rant was intentional and practiced beforehand because it was apparent 
that he targeted Nick Hausman straight away when no question was asked, and he did it to Barry Colt Cabana. How do you feel about that? Because I'll, I'll say that about the situation. He immediately took Nick Hausman's question first. Mm-hmm. Or he, you know, he did point to him, and then the way, just the way he approached it, seemed very like they were very chummy. I don't know how you took it, but your thoughts on that? Are we referring to like help me out again, real quick here? Nick they, Hausman is the no, I, I get that. Oh, okay. is, is Dave Meltzer saying that this was this is this is a work, or he's saying that he? Okay, yeah, he's saying it's a work. It, 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 this, oh my god. <laughs> I'd say, fuck me if this is a work. Because, okay. like, this is the absolute worst fucking work ever. Because, again, if this is a work, all right, th- th- that's that's a whole... Uh, man, you just threw another onion into... Well, I told you it was an onion. <laughs> this is another onion. If it's anything I promise on this this uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it is the freshest of produce. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so the way that I took that, because I noticed that, too. I think everybody did, is, like... And originally, I thought, like, did they start filming this late? Because of the way he started. Because of the way he started. Real quick, yeah. listen to this. When you did improv, who'd you do improv with? Hmm. Okay, so you fancy yourself a journalist. Would you say you're friends with Scott Colton? So you're not friends with him? Oh, wow. Well, that makes two of us. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself, if you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. Um, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade, probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. Okay, so if you haven't heard it, there it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you guys at home think about it, but again, yeah, I got the same the same feeling. Like, it, like almost, it, like we tuned into it and it was already happening. Yeah, you know? right, right. Okay, so? So, the way that I took it afterwards is... That and, and so this is this is me not knowing and also not giving a shit about <laughs> what the what 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 Kenny Omega or or and or the Bucks said about the the the, the altercation, not, or not the altercation, but the uh, the Cole Cabana situation. Oh, the Cole Cabana. But okay. I'm assuming, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that it involved this particular individual. Like, did did they have it with him? Did they say it to him, or like was he involved in that? conversation to begin with i don't believe so I, I think it was just at that point it had become fairly common knowledge to them to to all parties involved um, to, to, and then and then punk from from the gist of it i thought nick hausman the reporter was uh asking he asked him the question asking the question and cm punk just was like like to give context to the situation, he elaborated a little bit more than obviously he probably should have. So I want to be careful when I answer this. So what, what what's in your opinion? What's Dave Meltzer saying is a work? The, the actual question or this whole thing? This whole thing. Oh, gotcha. Nah. Again, if, if this, <laughs> I can see the question be, and that wouldn't necessarily be a work. That's more of a setup. 
Okay. Which does happen in do you think it, well sports, now that we're yeah, right yeah. now that we're talking about it like that do you do you think it was a setup? I I think so. Okay. I think CM Punk knew exactly what he wanted to do. It yeah. was it was just about how he was going to get there. Yeah. Okay. I think no there's no doubt in my mind that CM Punk wanted to talk quick because look it, it's it's been spewing over like again. So you you go in there, you go into the, the, the go home episode of Dynamite and you're contemplating your career, and Ace Steel comes out, slaps you in the face, says, you know, and then he gets all, you know, th- that whole shtick that he had. And but before that, you had him throw in, fuck this guy for being a Cole Cabana fan, because you felt he's antagonizing him because he's chanting Cole Cabana. Okay, get it. Well, I don't, I don't, but I, but I get it. So, it's clearly been bothering him. The the the, the Adam Page he attacked him weeks prior. He attacked him. Called him out when knowing that he either was not in the building or or not ready to fucking do anything. wasn't gonna wasn't gonna come out to begin with. So do I see CM Punk or Phil Brooks doing shit like this? Hundred percent. This guy, I'm sorry if I keep forgetting his name, but this Nick guy. Yeah, Nick Hausman. Nick Nick Hausman. Do I see him being somebody that would definitely? Take that bait and switch. Sure, I don't know the guy, but sure, why not? He's a he's a he's a he's a IWC journalist. Why wouldn't you want that heat? Because that's good. People are, people are going to want to see that, and you're just giving CM Punk the platform. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, if there was a fight, and again, I don't know if there is a fucking fight. Right. And that, that's yeah. I don't think any of us have seen or or witnessed footage of. Nick Jackson so far, and right. apparently he's the one with the black eye. So right, like n- nothing, nothing has been seen. So if this, if this is a work, this is the worst work in professional wrestling history, because look at uh, this is this is what I don't understand about Dave Meltzer. And again, if he if he's right about it, fuck me. <laughs> I don't know shit about pro wrestling, but if, if, if this is a work, you had two two different championships get crowned at All Out. And then the very next show, you strip one of those titles, give it to somebody else for the for your trios titles, and in your world title, you create a tournament. That yeah, sure, you could say, well, look, it conveniently, hap- you know, you know, finishes off at the Arthur Ashe Stadium event. I get it. That event's not that fucking big because if it was that big, they'd put it on pay per view and not on free TV. Mm-hmm. It's big enough to have its own little subtitle. That's it. It was. This was no. This is not a fucking work. This is this is ridiculous, uh, for 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 him to, to to even say that. This is probably dumber than Mabel being the fucking third member of the NWO. I don't mean to steal somebody else's <laughs> podcast thunder, but it's it's that fucking dumb. But but again, if it if there if if if, if this is true, holy shit! I, I mean, I would turn in my wrestling card. You wow. heard you heard it on here. Uh, uh, real quick, a couple more Dave Meltzer points here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Meltzer notes Punk talking about Hangman Adam Page not doing anything in the business and that it's false. Dave says the pay per views headlined by Adam Page drew more than some of the ones Punk did, and he adds Page has been a key guy in the building in the company building of AEW. Dave also says Punk has been a divisive figure and rubbing people off the wrong way in the locker room for a long time, telling guys to not do stuff that got them over and successful in the first place, preaching old business philosophies. He adds that some listened to that some listened while others didn't, which made Punk angry. 
And then finally, Meltzer also adds that Tony Khan should have stopped Punk when he started burying his own guys. He says that the Bucks have done way more for the business providing jobs than Punk ever did. And that's that's our little bit of Dave Meltzer it, I, interjection into anything that's AEW. And I only bring it up because that yeah. seems to be the the MO for this for this company. Like they're yeah. almost fucking in bed with Dave Meltzer like to no end. Well, it, that's contradictory to 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 him saying it's a work though. I don't I don't get that. Well, the the point me bringing it up yeah. is just Dave's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I I really wanted you to hear that first one and Yeah. I mean cuz that again that initial exchange it mm-hmm. was it was very suspicious to me. It was. So and and yeah. but I agree with you. Now that we say it out loud, I I feel more comfortable with it being a setup as yeah. opposed to it, being a part of a yeah. work. Nick, 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 Nick Offerman, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Nick Hosman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disrespect Nick Offerman that way. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's what you call, uh, unofficially call, he's, he's a plant. He's, he's the plant. Okay. You plant him in there to, to ask the right question. Um, you, you did, you get that in sports all the time. You get the guy that asks the right question, to, whether it be to, to get a reaction out of somebody or to make somebody look good, or you know, it happens all the time. And 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 again, in the IWC, as expected, who the fuck cares about John Moxley? And and the, the match that CM Punk had, you know, his first like real match since coming back from injury. Who cares about that shit when? We could talk about this drama because that's what a lot of the diehard wrestling fans, or I should say Dave Meltzer fans, want to hear. They want to hear that. No, you, you again. This is I get Dave Meltzer's got more money than me, and he's 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 made a he's made a, a really good living off of posting bullshit. Um, that some of it's true, other you know a lot of it's fucking false or. Or, or stretched, you know, you know, stretch to the, stretching the truth, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. I get all that, and I am mad. I am mad at Dave. You don't, you don't know any better. But the, the the fact of the matter is this: if it's a work, you you're make you're you're putting too much negative viewership, a negative aura around your company during a time you can't afford to do that. You just can't. You. This is the time where you need to be fucking perfect. You need to be putting out bangers. You need CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. That doesn't mean you call CM Punk. You have CM Punk call him out because because of Colt Cabana. Because you know what? Again, if you're PNG, if you're I don't know AT and T, you know if you're FedEx or whoever the fuck, and you're trying to throw some money at this company, you don't give a shit who the fuck Colt Cabana is and and his relationship with CM Punk. When their friendship ended, fucking almost ten years ago, you don't care about that shit. That's fucking. That's little kid shit. You want that kind of drama? Fucking watch fucking Disney Channel. You'll get that that drama there. <laughs> this is pro wrestling. You want what you want is what you actually did on the actual show. You get that fucking crowd fucking popping. You yeah. get people off the edge of your seat saying, "Oh my fucking god, what did I just see?" I can't wait for three days from now to fucking turn into dynamite. Not because, oh, I want to turn into dynamite because what the hell are they going to do with these belts? Who's going to show up now because who's fucking suspended? Yeah. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. 
if this is a work, I I I'm I would gladly turn in my wrestling card because I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fucking stupid. Uh, I do have one more question for you because uh, this is this kind of puzzles me. So, Tony Khan has these media scrums, and it's pretty much all access to the media. They are, I think it's a fair assessment, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but they are modeled after, I don't know what you would call them in other sports, but other sports have these after games. Yeah. Uh, NBA does it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't think they call them scrums, obviously. So there's other events that happen like this, and you know the whole reason Tony Khan does them is because he's trying to market AEW as more, more professional wrestling and less sports entertainment. Now, with that being said, do you think because of the nature of a quote-unquote media scrum, do you think him suspending his talent as opposed to firing them and also stripping them of their titles, do you think that was the proper thing to do if you're portraying yourself as a professional sport? Or do you think the proper thing to do or the more relevant thing to do would be to fire said talent, being that it is pro wrestling? Yeah, so that's that, that's a really good question. You know, you look at you look at somebody like Dana White, who again is president. For those who don't know, president of uh, UFC, which is another form of sports entertainment, by the way. <laughs> um, but let's pretend it's one hundred percent real. Let's 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 be in fake land here. Okay. You got a guy like Conor McGregor. He rubs people the wrong way a lot. Oh yeah. You know he's. If you're a fan of him, you love him. If, I if, I can't stand. If you're like that. everybody else, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I didn't mind him until he did the the, the, the super duper fake fight with Mayweather. Oh, <laughs> um, and robbed everybody of their money. But anyways, you have you have a lot of these things where guys get physical during the scrums or the press conferences and all that stuff, and that's because the nature of the business. Now, you you even have that shit in in again with like with you know in in sports and stuff like that. They, hey, this guy's a piece of shit. This or that or whatever. All that stuff's all that stuff's very, like, much a part of, of, of everything. But let's assume. I mean, when I when I say UFC is is is, is fake, look, I, it's combat sports. They they're hitting each other. All that stuff. I I'm not saying any of that. I'm just just like professional boxing. There's shit that goes on. We don't have to. We don't have to acknowledge it. We don't have to admit to it. But there's shit that goes on that it's fixed. It it's just, fixed. It, it just it just is. You know. The black eyes they have, the busted lips—that's all real. There's no sure. doubt about it. I'm not taking that away from them. I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. I, I don't do it. You know what I mean? If I'm going to get into a fight, it, it's, it's going to take a lot out of me. You know, I, I just you know, you know so I, I respect that. But pro wrestling, obviously, being scripted and, and predetermined, it's harder to do that because if you and I are doing a, a scrum and I said you, you know, I said this about this and I said. You know, I was like, uh, you know, Joe's uh, Joe's this and he's that, and you know, he he did this to me, and you know, I started getting personal, so I talk about family and stuff like that. Is it always going to be something where it's like you go to the boss, like, yeah, I'm I'm still going to do the job for him? You'd be like, nah, fuck him, he went too far. <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. You know, because at the end of the day, somebody's got to do the job for the other person. It has to happen, it right? Has to happen. Yep. So this is these are the things about about 
about the scrums where it's like, and I pointed out, you know, we were we were eating dinner before before uh, we started recording. You know, again, I mentioned like, hey, this is not the first or last fight you're ever gonna you're gonna see, and and it just popped in my head. But like the edge of Matt Hardy thing, that's a legit beef, right? Yeah, that's a legit beef. But somewhere along the line, before anything happened, before they they ever agreed to bring Matt Hardy back, there was an agreement. This is what's going to happen. You're going to do the job. You want to get some licks in? Fine. But you're going to do the job. You'll, yeah, you'll do it in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. You'll do it in the ring. Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit. One of the biggest legit beefs that we've ever seen. Yeah, it, at least in our and, yeah. time as wrestling fans, yeah. Michaels and Hart, a huge one. <laughs> it spanned years. The, besides, besides the screw job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They always did the job for each other. Yeah. So you have to, if you have these scrums, and, and, and you know, again, it's, it's the same thing I said before. You want to do this, fine. But here's these are these are topics we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about Cocamana. We're not going to do that. And uh, on EVPs on your end, you're also going to make sure that you watch what you fucking say. You we could talk about this. You could, you the, the bit of them talking, you know, saying you know, CM Punk saying they couldn't run a target. Fine. That would be fine if, if we we're going to do it that way. But all, a lot of the other shit, the Cocabana talks and, you know, all the other personal shit. Nah, man. Like, we're not, these, 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 are, these are restricted. These are what you're allowed to do. Anything else? If, as long as I'm on this piece of paper that says you can't talk about these three, two or three topics, go at them. Keep it clean. You know, don't drop. drop. I mean, it's a scrum. I, I, I guess you could drop some F-bombs or whatever if you want to. Keep it yeah, that they, way. I was yeah. gonna say that they seem to cuss with no problem. Yeah, but like you know, but when you go on TV, obviously you gotta appease to your sponsors. So long as we are making the people who are paying our bills happy, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm okay with doing whatever the fuck you want, but you have to follow the guidelines. the The, the one thing that I will say is that Tony Khan is he's like a lot of he he takes like all the bad. From from different promoters in the past, <laughs> the, the Eric Bischoff with the oversigning people okay. and not having shit for them. Yeah, the Paul Heyman with too much creative freedom is a bad thing. There needs to be guidance. You don't have to write people's scripts verbatimly. You can let them be themselves, but you have to have restrictions. You have to have guidelines, especially when you're on national television. And he just he doesn't know how to do that yet. Yeah, I think I I think the these press conferences. I don't like the word scrum. I think it's it's just silly, but like these press conferences, I I think they're cool. I think they work. And you could definitely have a have a spot where you get people on pins and needles like holy shit, like. Even though, even though MJF came out and, and, and had that big spot, and, and but but Punk still want to call Kenny Omega, we'll just we'll just leave it at Kenny Omega right now. Okay, you're still like holy shit, like CM Punk versus the world here because he's got an MJF now. He, he just pissed off Kenny Omega. Yeah, that works. Yeah, but everybody's also got to man up and, and not let their feelings get hurt though too. And that I think that's what kills me the most about all this is the wasted potential of what they could have done with this situation you know and and a lot of people give cornet flack about a, a fucking plethora of things sure. but you know he's right any other 
successful promoter, and I'm not saying Tony Khan's completely uh, a fucking dipshit here, but any other time something, something like this happened between other wrestlers, it got turned into something worthwhile, and I don't want to say positive, but worthwhile financially for that promotion. You know, and you know, you've already talked about uh, a few examples, but just I, talk about dropping the ball here. You know, huge, huge dropping of the ball, and and I I don't I feel sorry for MJF because I mean not that he necessarily needs an angle with Punk to be successful, but goddamn everything, all the pieces were in place, and now it's fucked up. You know, completely fucked up. Did you want to talk about MJF? The only thing that needs to be said. I'll tell you what, yeah. if you're going to talk about MJF, let's take a break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned for the next episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew Podcast. Until then, I'll be starting to tear down the ring, and you can catch us on social media. Uh, why now? Why, why is MJF back in the fold now? How do you both feel about him being around? How do you feel about the time he spent away? All of that. Well, if I may, I'm the one who asked him to come back because uh, MJF's a big star in this company, and this is a, one of the biggest events. A year ago, CM Punk debuted here, and I thought it was right for the fans. And like I said, for the fans, I thought the best thing that we could do as a company was bring MJF back. And- he wants me to work with pricks constantly. That's that's what it is. Instagram and Twitter with the handle at 20x20crew. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20wrestlingtalk. Nevertheless, uh, two of the top wrestlers in the world, MJF and CM Punk, could be oh, a big match down the line. Sorry to keep bringing this fucking up, but I've never spoken his word, and I don't know how long, so I'm a little fucking pissed off about it. When it came down that he was going to sue me, I asked to talk to him. He refused. I asked for mediation. It was denied. I offered him money. He said it was not enough. He went ahead with the lawsuit and sued. It's his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares a bank account with his mother. It tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. Facebook.com slash 20x20crew for our official Facebook page. Email us at 20x20crew at gmail.com. And of course, our home on the web is 20x20crew.com. We will see you in the ring. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll tell you why I'm upset about it is because if you're an EVP, you don't try to middle your top baby face. Try to get your niche audience that's on the internet to hate him for some made up bullshit rumor. Really pisses me off. Stepping on your own dick, trying to fucking, you know, make money, sell tickets, fill arenas. And these stupid guys think they're in a receipt.